Sports Pan lives here on ESPN-UP. Tanner Hoops with you. Glad you're along. It's ABC 10 Wednesday, which means John Michael Hoefling is in with us. What's up, Mike? Nothing much, man. Always good to be here. You know. Good to have you. Uh, yeah, thank you. Had a busy day today already. Yeah, just headed back from Barriga, the Vikings starting an eSports team there. How about that? Yeah, I'm very excited. You know, I'm, I'm pretty much a pro gamer myself. Yes, you are. Tanner and I have destroyed people in Madden together. Yes, we did. <laughs> Namely, Tyree. Yeah, Tyree was <laughs> utterly destroyed and humiliated, and I'm glad. I know Michigan Tech started eSports just a little bit ago. They're in the process of doing it. I know they launched their program a couple of weeks ago. So I'm glad to see it starting to catch on and become a thing even at the high school level. Yeah, it's a cool sort of thing. I know the Michigan Tech and uh, Gogebic are both offering scholarships now hmm. for eSports. So that? Yeah, getting the people involved, man. You could get to play games for a scholarship. Mm-hmm. How great would that be? I mean, the sixteen. there was a 16-year-old last year playing Fortnite, won $3 million at the World Cup. How great would that be? Yeah, I know, right? I've actually never played Fortnite. I'm one of those people. I don't blame you. never man. played it once. I don't blame you. I actually have a friend who I used to play water polo and swim with. Mm-hmm. Uh, his name... This will be a I, good story. I, I, I don't want to give his name away, but... That's a good way to start a story, though. He goes by Acadian now, and he's a League of Legends player. Acadia? Acadian. Acadian. A-K-A-A... I D I A N. I have no idea what that means. I don't know what it means either. Nobody hmm. does. But okay. uh, yeah, I grew up with him playing water polo and swimming, and now he's a professional League of Legends player. How about that? Yeah, and it was so bad at one point. Like he used to play so much that his parents. Uh, so his older brother, who was a really good swimmer, really, really, really good, mm-hmm. got kicked out of North Carolina where he had a scholarship because he played too many video games. Hmm. Um. Or at least that's the story I heard. That might be wrong, but that's the story I heard. And then this guy played so much too. His parents like got rid of internet from their house, unplugged the stuff, but he still persisted, still found a way. And now he's making like still he persisted. He's making six figures now. So like, <laughs> yeah, just goes to show, guys. Find a way to get around your parents when they cut you off. Did you ever get cut off for playing too many video games? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, everybody absolutely. has. What was your favorite? My favorite thing to play when I was a kid. Yeah. Well, okay, the game that got me into Batman was Batman Arkham City. Mm. I was 15th in the world at the challenge maps at oh one point. Oh, my gosh. Uh, yeah, you did spend too much yeah, time there. I'm, I'm also really good at Smash Bros. Uh, I'm an Ike main. Uh, that probably means nothing. Super to Smash Bros. It yeah. just came out. They had the anniversary of it. Uh, well, uh, oh, you're talking about the new one. Yeah. I'm talking about the classics. Oh, Super sm- Smash Bros. Just had like its 16th anniversary That's yesterday. Super Smash Bros. Melee. Melee. Which was the second game in the series. Okay. Okay. Yes. So I have the second one come out before the first one. So the, no, no. So the first. So the second one is the most um, loved, beloved, e- everything. Mm-hmm. Everybody loves the second one. It's still played to this day. Yeah. The first one is it was for the Nintendo sixty four. Nobody plays that one anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the most. Uh, it's the second most hated one. The third game is the most hated one. Everybody hates Brawl. Nobody talks about Brawl. Mm-hmm. And you got the fourth and fifth ones. I'm currently playing the fifth one. I'm an Ike main. I'm good. I'm not great. But I'm better than anybody I've ever played in person, but I could never go to tournaments or anything. I didn't know that there were five of those. Yeah, there are five of How those. How about that? I only played the one that had, you know, I, I am a big Mario guy. Whenever I'm in Mario Kart, I'm absolutely going to be Mario. But really? I'll branch out in, like, Super Smash Bros. I'll be um, Link, I think. Link okay. was kind of fun. Were you ever Jigglypuff? Do you ever want to be Jigglypuff? I, s- I am atrocious with Jigglypuff. <laughs> Jigglypuff, everyone is. Jigglypuff and Pac-Man are my two worst characters in this oh, game. Oh, I love Pac-Man. Really? The game. The, oh, the game. The game. And then I, I've never actually played with Pac-Man as a Super Smash Bros. character. 
Yeah, he's a weird character to play. I does he eat difficult. people? Or uh, like little dots? He does. There's a move that he does where he eats dots and just charges himself. At that moments. would be fun. That's a good one. Does he, he get bigger? Uh, he, for his uh, super move, yeah. Nice. Um, and then, or final smash is what they call it. But then he also has a move where you hold down a button and you can throw like cantaloupe, apples, cherries, mm-hmm. and stuff at people. It's a, it's, a weird, it's a weird character. And man. you're saying he's not fun to play with? No, he's fun. I'm just terrible with him. Oh, okay. How about how about uh, Zelda? Zelda's in it. Zelda yeah. was fun. I liked being Kirby when I was younger. I wasn't good with Kirby, but I liked being Kirby. Kirby's a character that a lot of people play because he's not very good. So mm-hmm. people are like, if, if I can win with Kirby. <laughs> Who would win? Would you have a better chance at winning with Kirby or... Or with Jigglypuff. Or with Pac-Man. Oh, Kirby. Absolutely. Kirby? Yeah, okay. like I said, Jigglypuff and Pac-Man <laughs> are my two worst characters of that game. The, that being said, I could still destroy everyone at ABC10. Yeah? No matter who character. You think you would... could be Jigglypuff and you could be, like, Bowser? Absolutely. Yeah? Bowser's, Bowser's good. I, I, Bowser's actually my second main. I'm main Ike, and then Bowser's my second main. So. <laughs> Let's go. I, I kind of want to see this now. I'm, I, 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 I'm that confident. Bros. Am I the best player in Marquette? Probably not, but I think I could hold my own well, if, if like, every... Top 15 in the world? Well, that, that's Batman Arkham City. That's an entirely different game, man. Mm. I'm not nearly top 15 in the world in Smash. You play one, you play them all. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> that, that is an odd theory, Tanner. <laughs> Tanner Hoops, John Michael, hopefully with you. Be on the lookout for that, though. When's that going to air on ABC 10? That's going to be airing today. It will be airing yeah. tonight. All right. So we've got that to look forward to, the eSports story coming mm-hmm. out of Barriga High School. We also have our Phil Ballou, uh feature, which is going to be a 15-minute thing, 15-minute series. It's going to be airing two weeks from now. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. All right. So a little early Christmas present for us. Yeah. Uh-huh. We're filming with... There are three more things I need to film. Interview mm. with Andre Gantis, interview with Darian Craighead, and interview with Grant. Those are the last three things I need to film, and then it's just all editing. I'm excited to see it. Yeah. I know you've been working hard on this. It's been yeah. like a two-month project. I, it, more than two months, man. Uh, I went to Duluth, interviewed his parents and stuff like that. It was a really good time. We got to see where he went to high school, interviewed his high school coach, stuff like that. Saw the Ring of Honor where... Mm. All that stuff, man. It's been a good time. What high school did he go to? Duluth East. Duluth East. Okay, good hockey program there. Very good. Excellent hockey he, program. He was, he was the cap. Uh, well, not only that, they went to the state championship game three of the four years he was there, mm-hmm. and he was the captain for two years. Yep. So he was like a big deal there. Duluth is very much a hockey town. It's. I'm kind of surprised it hasn't won Hockeyville already, to be honest with you. Duluth's a little big to win Hockeyville, I feel uh, is like. Is it, though? It's pretty big. I don't know. It, relatively, I mean, kind of. I mean, when it's you got compare a Chipo- to like Marquette, it's got a Chipotle. So is that like, your standard <laughs> for a big city? I mean, that's why Marquette's that's why Marquette's trying to get a Chipotle right now, right? I could go for a Chipotle. I could, man. Chipotle uh, that was good. the first thing I did when I got there was get Chipotle. I think I'm gonna get a patty melt after this. That's a good idea. That's a good idea. I'm excited yeah. for that. I love Texas toast and I love melted cheese and meat. So mm. that's kind of what I'm feeling today. I tell you what, we've got. NFL stuff to break down. We've got our pick'em standings. Plus, I've got a blind resume test for Michael coming up with the college football playoff rankings. We have one of the weirdest ongoing situations in the NBA going on right now. And maybe a farewell tour for a probable Hall of Famer. You see, Eli Manning is going to get his farewell tour. So would you think? Well, you think he's done this? Daniel Jones is in a walking boot with a high ankle sprain. Pat well, Shermer says it's very likely Eli will start Monday night. Well, that's very likely, but it is very likely that he's done next year. I don't know if the Giants bring him back, to be honest. I think out of respect, they might let him go. Hmm. I think he knows at this point out that of it's respect, time. Air quotes. Big air quotes. You know what Eli that. should do? You know, 
Wasn't I, that the same thing they did to Tom Coughlin? Was like yes. out of <laughs> <laughs> out of respect, they allowed yeah. him to step down, even though they knew that there was no future there with him. Mm-hmm. Eli was let down by the Giants, not the other way around. That's firmly how I feel. What he should do is just go on a tear, tear it up here in the last couple of weeks, and knock the Giants out of uh, position to draft Chase Young. That would be the ultimate revenge. Oh, that's what he should do. Dang, I didn't Get even think about that. Get that third win on Monday night. Beat the Eagles who are reeling. That secondary, I don't know. Maybe maybe he's got a maybe, chance to do maybe. something. They, yeah. they were preparing for Daniel Jones. All mm-hmm. of a sudden, Eli comes in. They're like, oh, we're screwed. <laughs> I tell you what. Here's my, and I don't want to get too far off track with fantasy football, but I got a dilemma, Michael, and I know you love giving unsolicited fantasy football advice. So I'm in the playoffs you, in all three of my leagues, I know so is it unsolicited? Are. I know you are, but I, I'm going to put something to you. I'm going to allow you to solicit advice. Okay, all right. Okay, I'm in the playoffs in two leagues that I'm in. Not either of the leagues that we're in together. Yeah. So I'm in the playoffs. You came fifth in two place leagues. in our. I it, did. It I place. know. I. I tell you what. I'm still reeling from that. But now I'm looking forward to the playoffs and a couple other leagues. Here's the thing. One league, the one that's got the highest payout. I made the top six, so we're doing an actual NFL format. Mm-hmm. I'm the four seed there, so I don't get a first round buy this weekend. I have a dilemma as far as what my lineup is supposed to look like because, well, here's the thing. I picked up Kyle Allen last week thinking he's just going to torch this Redskins defense, and they lost that game. I picked up the Eagles defense thinking they're playing Miami, and they lost that game. (laughs) And somehow I did manage to win and sneak into the playoffs despite all that, plus Kittle and McCaffrey combining for nine points because Corbin Sutton had a big day, Chris Carson had a big day. So this is my dilemma. I'm not starting Kyle Allen again. I'm just no, not doing that. No. So I picked up what I believe to be the best available option. So going into the playoffs with the biggest payout by starting quarterback is Duck Hodges. Really? We are quacking this weekend. That's a good one, man. You know, he he's not... Some guy uh, talked about this on Golik and Wingo earlier this week. He's not some southern redneck they picked up off the street. I mean, he set passing records at Sanford. Now, I get, you know, the conference they play in isn't great. But he was a pro-style passing quarterback, and he's playing Arizona this weekend. Jared Goff just lit them up and won Conference Player of the Week. If he can do that, I'm pretty sure Duck Hodges can do it. Duck Hodges could. I don't think that the Steelers have as good of weapons. I mean, as long as James Conner's hurt, it's like mm-hmm. Juju's, Juju's not having quite the same year, and James Washington really hasn't lived up to expectations. So I don't know if they have the same weapons as Christian Kirk, Larry Fitzgerald, uh, David Johnson, Kenyon Drake, people like that. But... I do think that it's probably a pretty good one. I think he's the best option that's out there right now. But here's the thing. Here's where I'm in a dilemma. I've got my two wide receivers. I'm starting Corbin Sutton, and I have D.D. Westbrook because Minshew likes him. He's been a favorite target for him. He really likes D.J. Chark. Yeah, he does, but I can't get D.J. Chark. The running back situation, i got McCaffrey and Chris Carson. Those two just have to be in the lineup. Very much. George Kittle's coming off a one-point game. And I have nope. him at tight end. You have to keep him in. I, that's what I'm saying. Is because I had Darren Waller in the flex, and I was thinking, and he had a really good game Sunday for me. Darren Waller's been way too inconsistent these past six weeks. Well, and here's my dilemma. I sat James White, who had a monster game Sunday night, and now they're playing Kansas City, who can't stop a nosebleed, let alone an NFL rushing attack. Well, here's the thing, though. Okay, here's the thing about Patriots running backs. You have to be sure about what's going to happen, right? Mm-hmm. 
Do you think the Patriots will win that game handedly? Do you think they'll win close? Do you think they'll lose close? Do you think they'll lose handedly? I think it's going to be, uh, I think they'll win probably by 7 to 10. Do you think that they're going to manage the clock well? Yeah. Then that's going to be a Sony Michelle heavy game. You think? If they're trailing, or if they're, if they're losing, if they're trailing, if they're not doing well, that's James White's territory. Mm. Because they pass. I saw a statistic the other day. 85% of the time when James White's on the field, that's a pass play. Whereas when Sonny Michelle's on the field, 65% of the time it's a run play. Both of those are highest in the NFL. So if you think that they're going to be in passing situations a lot, that's James White territory. He's going to have a monster game. But if they're going to win a game by a ton, that's Sonny Michelle. Man. I don't know. So what do you think? In the flex, Darren Waller, I James think, White? I think you keep Darren Waller in the you flex. So? Yeah, going up, they're going up against Kansas City. Kansas City can't do anything on defense. I, I, I really... Th- I really think that it's going to be what? It's going to start off like 14 to nothing or 14 to 7, and then they're going to start to slowly pull away, I feel like. Maybe if it comes down to a, a close game at the end, they'll keep James White in for passing situations. But still, if they're leading it all. They're going to try to manage that clock more than anything. So he'll just be a third down back at that point. I swear, if this backfires, because right now I'm projected to win by one decimal. By point one. By point one. It's going to come right down to it. Here's the thing. I'm in the top six, and we're going to play out the positions even if I lose the first round. So if I finish dead last out of the winner's bracket, I get at least $35. So I know I'm going to gain 35 But I feel like I've got a good enough lineup, probably not to win it, I can sneak across a little more. You're feeling like the Green Bay Packers or the Dallas Cowboys? Maybe get a win or two. (laughs) Yeah, maybe. I feel a little more confident the Packers to do that than I do with the Cowboys. Although the Cowboys roster is good enough, yeah, they probably should. Cowboys and Vikings probably the two best rosters in the NFL. Cowboys and Vikings? Yeah. I think the Vikings secondary might have something to say about that. I mean, just in terms of pure personnel, though, I think. Maybe. I don't know. It's a possibility. Oh, plus the Vikings have a really good pass rush. And what's the best, way to, what's the best way to hide a bad secondary? Have a really dominant pass rush. Uh, I don't know. Monday night. That was not a good look for them. <laughs> Kirk Cousins outplayed the secondary Monday night. Yep. Should the narrative be changed about Kirk Cousins officially? Well, I saw that thing. Is this about the whole he's 0-8 on Monday Night Football and everybody's freaking out? Because, that wasn't his fault. Yeah, I know. It wasn't his fault, but um, I don't think it should. He still has yet to record a win in the playoffs. Like, he needs to prove he can do something other than state catchphrases. Wins right? aren't a quarterback stat, though. But let's not get into this again. <laughs> If you played well enough, you would have won. So, no, that is that's not true. <laughs> that's, that is the truth. That it's is it's the always truth. the truth. A quarterback is the most important position on the field. You didn't do enough to win. Sorry. That is not true. Only uh, I, I looked this up the other day because after the show, I complained to one of my other friends, and we had a huge argument too. He was on your side, and uh, we looked it up. I said, has there ever been a quarterback in the league who had a perfect passer rating and still lost? And it's happened six times. Mm. And each of those six times, each of those quarterbacks threw under 11 passes. How about that? If you've got a quarterback that's on fire like that, just dominating through 11 passes, why would you stop throwing with them? It makes me think that uh, some of them had to have gotten injured or some of them, which still just relegates my point. There will never be a time where if you play perfectly and the coach doesn't screw up your entire game plan, you will lose. That's what I feel is the case. But why is it on the quarterback to be perfect and nobody else, but the quarterback would get pegged for the loss? Well, that's the whole thing. Uh, it's, it's the dilemma of football. It's the two positions in football that get not enough blame, but also way too much blame are the quarterback and the head coach, right? 
If you lose, the quarterback gets demolished, like you hate him. But if you win, the quarterback gets all the praise. Nobody talks about the O-line and stuff like that. So if Kirk Cousins was a phenomenal quarterback right now, nobody's talking about the Saints' offensive line, which for three years in a row has been the best in the league, or at least the NFC, the Steelers, is also up there. Nobody's talking about that. We all want to talk about Drew Brees, Alan Kamara, and Michael Thomas. So I, I still think that no matter what, even if they were doing good, the blame or the praise would still fall on Kirk Cousins, which I think is warranted for a position of that importance. I feel like you and Michael Wilbon would be friends. Why is that? Because his rant about Jacob DeGrom after winning the Cy Young last I have year, a whole... Oh my gosh. I, see, I, have, I knew you I would. I have the same exact thought. I knew you would. Unfortunately, we're up against a break, so let's get to our pickums and update that next on ESPN-UP. Check out the UP's live and local sports talk show, The Sports Pen. Weekday afternoons at 4 on ESPN-UP and on the ESPN-UP app. Welcome back, Tanner Hoops. John Michael Hoefling with you. Glad you're along this Wednesday afternoon. Let's get to our pickum standings, and let's take a look at the Week 14 slate. Mike? Tough week for you, but <laughs> it's you're always, hanging around. It's always a tough. You're week hanging for me. around. I'm nine games back now, if if I recall correctly. We've still got four weeks of the regular season left, plus that's, that's, five games a week. That's so. twenty games, but I'm I'm gonna have to start going out on some limbs here. Well, and we wait the playoffs. Oh, really? Playoff games are weighted. Oh, okay. All right, all right, all right. So you got a chance. You got a chance to make up some ground. Here are the games that we're picking this week. It begins tomorrow night with Thursday night football. Who scheduled this? Well, I guess I get why they scheduled it. It must always be an uninteresting matchup. Cowboys at Bears. I wouldn't say it's uninteresting, but it's unexciting a little yeah, bit. Yeah, it feels like... I mean, but I get it. There are two storied franchises. Last year. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I think the Cowboys should win that game, right? They should. Are you picking the Bears? No, I think Dang I'm going to go with the Cowboys. I feel like i got to go with the Cowboys, too. They've just been too good against under 500 teams, except the Jets. For some reason, the Jets. <laughs> but, yeah, they've just been too good against teams with a losing record. How about on Sunday, the games that we have here on ESPN-UP? These are both going to be pretty fun ones because the AFC playoff picture is going to get a lot more clear. We've got the Ravens on the road taking on the Bills. That game here on ESPN-UP, pregame at noon. Ravens. Yeah. I feel bad for the Bills. A I know. Bit. I know. They are so overlooked, but uh, they're a good team. They don't feel like it. <laughs> no, I know. I know. But you got to give credit to that defense, yeah. to McDermott. Josh if, Allen's played better. Here's, here's a weird stat. You think Josh Allen's played better? I think he has. He's got a lower quarterback rating this year than he did last year. How about that? Yeah. He's, he does have a better defense, though. Much better defense, yeah. <laughs> he's been managing and games better. It's a, He's got a more respectable run game, too. Mm-hmm. With Devin, with Devin Singletary sort of rounding that out. Plus, he got Frank Gore. Yeah. Ageless wonder. Ageless. And they got rid of LaShawn McCoy. <laughs> yeah, they did. Yeah. How about that? Despite all that, I still think the Ravens are just too high. Yeah, they're they're incredible. How about the afternoon game on ESPN-UP, the aforementioned Chiefs at Patriots matchup? Well, you and I are sort of in the same boat on that. We both think the Patriots are going to handle that one. Mm-hmm. Sony Michelle's going to have a big day. Going to be able to run all over them. I hope you're wrong. <laughs> I hope Julian Edelman gets shut down. I have him, I think, in the other league, them in the playoffs. I'm there. facing Dan Callahan, Kalalahana, mm. and he is Julian Edelman. So. Mm. That's the only receiver he has. Oh, wait, he's only got one receiver? Well, it's his only serious threat at receiver. Okay. Why, who's the other one? Devon, the Albert Wilson. Who? Albert Wilson, I think. <laughs> His, he's gotten so incredibly lucky. You guys, you don't understand. He's made such bad trades. He traded away Dalvin Cook and Amari Cooper for Saquon Barkley this year. Mm. And it worked? Yeah, he's first in our league. 
Like, it makes zero sense. Zero things that happened with Dan's team this year make sense. He had DJ Chark, who leads the league in receiving touchdowns, traded him away. Had Amari Cooper, Devontae Adams. He had um, Zach Ertz. He had Deshaun Watson. All these players. He's made so many trades. They are bad trades. And I, I don't know how he's first place. I could go on a rant about this for a full segment. I'm not going to, though. I tell you what. Um, yeah. Who who let Dan be their GM or maybe he needs a Dan, GM? Dan job is their apparently. GM, president of football operations he, and head coach. He he must be seeing the strings that hold the universe wow. together because I do not understand how his team is did so well this year. I wish I would have screenshotted my teams when I drafted them and see how much they've changed to now. I kept the board. Did you? I, I kept the board from I our live see draft. What mine looks like now. I will. I, I will one hundred percent bring that up on the show if you want. How about Sunday night football? Seahawks at Rams. Seahawks. Yeah, I think you have to. The Rams. The Ram, The Rams' last chance was last week. You think so? Yeah, their last chance to. Sorry, two weeks ago. Mm. Their last chance to prove something was against the Ravens, okay. and they just got destroyed. Yeah, they did. They still seem like they're fighting, but you got like they're they have to realize anybody. they're third in their own division. Mm-hmm. Like they're not going to be able to catch anyone. They're not catching anybody. Monday Night Football: Eli and the Giants take on Philadelphia. This is kind of a toughie. Please, if, please pick the Giants. I am going to pick the Giants. Oh, all right. Thank goodness I can pick up one game, maybe. Uh, <laughs> <The> Philadelphia. <laughs> I am going to go with Eli and the Giants just because of the way those teams are, I don't want to say trending. I mean, the neither's trending in the right direction, but maybe having Eli back will be kind of a spark for that team. I don't know. Maybe maybe it'll be kind maybe of a, a spark, more. and maybe they can finish the year 6-10. and 10. Yeah, maybe it'll just be revenge. Maybe. Revenge for Eli. I'm going to tank so hard that I'm going to get a – Avoid tanking for you so hard. It's going to help his you can't uh, get Chase help Young. his Hall of Fame chances. Leave with a couple wins, mental legacy. I don't mm-hmm. know. Maybe, maybe, maybe. But again, wins aren't quarterback stats. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what. Um, speaking of the Giants, Ron Rivera was let go by the Panthers yesterday. I'm less and less optimistic that Pat Shermer will be back as Giants head coach. I did think that he would be retained earlier in the year because I thought they'd get to six wins. They're not going to. I you don't think, think they're going to get to six wins? No. They have five. They've got two. The the Oh, the, the Giants. I, w- I was thinking of the Panthers because yeah. Ron Rivera. Right, right. No, no, no. The Giants are two and ten. If they would have got to six wins and at least would have had a better record than last year, I think they would have retained Shermer. I don't think they're going to. I do think Gettleman still has one more year. <laughs> and that being said... He was Ron Rivera's GM when they made the Super Bowl in 2015. He has gotten a lot out of Christian McCaffrey, and now he'd get to work, uh, work with Saquon. I think it makes a lot of sense, Ron Rivera to the Giants. That's a, that's a good correlation that I never even picked up. It's yeah. like Ron Rivera with Christian was great. Now he's getting arguably somebody younger, and some people might think is better. I mm-hmm. think Christian is the best back in the league, though. Right now he is. I do think they have a better offensive core and uh, defensive core outside the linebacker than the Panthers, too. I just think there was a big... Mis- uh, I think there was a big gap in between the coaching, the mm-hmm. coaching, uh, whatnot. I mean, look, take a look at their receivers. Who does Ka- uh, Carolina have? DJ Moore, DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel, <laughs> Greg Olson, really old Greg Olson. Whereas Evan Ingram, Golden Tate, Sterling Shepard, that's yeah. way better, right? It's a better group. Yeah. Darius Slayton's come along lately. Yeah, he's been good too. That's yeah. another guy I said the Lions should have drafted, mm. but no, no, nobody <laughs> listens to Michael. I said the Packers should draft TJ Hawkinson, and I said the Lions should draft Rashawn Gary. What do they do? Swap them. <laughs> Makes zero sense. 
Hawkinson's on IR now. I know. He, he, I was really happy after week one when he had that legendary debut. Mm-hmm. And I was like, told you, told you. And then he slowed down <laughs> incredibly. And I was like, all right, yeah, guys, let, let's cool it with the... <laughs> I took a step back. I tell you what, though. I do like the idea of Ron Rivera going to the Giants. I'd be very much okay with that. Ron Rivera needs to keep a coaching job. He'll get one next year if he, he wants he one. He needs to. And he does want one. Besides that, he's a good guy. He's just one of the good guys in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Plus, he's an Andy Reid prodigy, and you know how I feel about those. <laughs> you think Andy Reid's assistants are better than him? Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Even Matt they, Nagy? They've been the more super. Yeah, I think Matt Nagy is incredible. Would I you think. rather have Matt Nagy or Andy Reid right now? Matt Nagy. No, you mm-hmm. wouldn't. Michael, mm-hmm. no. Folks, no. this ain't a joke. Come on, this, Michael. This is, this is Michael Hoefling going out on a limb. I, I, I really like every single one. Uh, okay, Todd Bowles I would not rather have over Andy Reid. I'd rather to... him as a defensive coordinator. He's, he, awesome he's a great defensive coordinator. I'd love to have Andy Reid as an offensive coordinator, mm-hmm. but I don't think he's got a very good defensive mind. He just elev- Andy Reid elevates running backs, but doesn't really elevate anybody else. And you mm-hmm. can say he elevates Patrick Mahomes if you want to, but personally, I don't think so. Kevin Cobb had a career year under Andy Reid. Alex Smith, had, Alex, Smith had some, Alex Smith had some, had some good years, too. Maybe he, ele- okay, he probably elevates quarterbacks, but definitely not as much as he elevates running backs. Charkandrick, West, and Spencer Ware were incredible with him. <laughs> LaShawn McCoy revitalized his career this year, so. Dexter McCluster. Yeah, back very in the much day. so, yeah. I tell you what, um, I, I just can't see Matt Nagy being picked ahead of Andy Reid. You can't a do couple, that. A couple weeks ago, maybe like a month and a half ago, we had our coaching. Our draft? Our coaching draft, mm-hmm. yeah. And uh, was it you or Tyree that took Andy Reid in like the th- second I or third remember. round? It's like the second or third round, Andy Reid got taken. Which is like sixth, seventh, eighth overall because yeah. there's only three of us. And I just grinned. <laughs> Why though? He he's never made it to a Super Bowl. What's the? He's been to a Super. He's never won. Like okay, so you guys want to knock Jim Harbaugh for the same reason I'm trying to knock Andy Reid, and for some reason with Andy Reid it doesn't work, but with Jim Harbaugh it works just fine. Well, I'm not it makes so, no I, sense. I personally am not knocking Jim Harbaugh. I, I like okay, so I think I I am knocking Jim Harbaugh. He can't beat. He can't beat Ohio State, and that's mm-hmm. a problem. Do I think he should get fired over it? No, just like how I think Andy Reid shouldn't get fired for not making the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. But at some point, you got to realize he's not making the Super Bowl. He's not doing it. He made one Super Bowl, right? With Philly. Yep. Lost. He can't. No one loses to the Patriots except the Giants okay. and Nick Foles in the Super Bowl. Is he the longest tenured head coach in the NFL now? Um, you mean with the same team? No, 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 no. Just being a head coach. No, uh, Belichick. Belichick's still ahead of him? Okay. If you were there for that long, like Jason Garrett, <laughs> all right? It's pretty much the same thing as Jason Garrett, except Jason Garrett doesn't have the same um, resume behind him in terms of wins and stats. But in terms of playoffs, they pretty much have the same resume. Andy Reid doesn't get to the Super Bowl. Jason Garrett doesn't get to the NFC Championship. So it's one step behind. How much are you really going to trust that? But who gives you a better chance to get to a Super Bowl? Jason, Jason Garrett. Garrett or Andy Reid? Oh, Andy Reid. Yeah. Like, this isn't about Jason Garrett, though. Like, I'm not denying that. I'm just comparing the two because they have the same sort of success in the playoffs. I just cannot, for the life of me, fathom taking Matt Nagy over Andy Reid. I think Matt... So in the terms... in. In the term of Matt Nagy, I think that Mitchell Trubisky has been the problem. Although Mitchell Trubisky has like shown flashes of being good, I think that they just need a better quarterback. But Nagy's not helping himself. He's no. exacerbating the problem. He he's not. He's not. The, they they should have 
they, they need to do something. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the loss of Jordan Howard was way bigger. I don't think David Montgomery's pan, panned out to what they hoped to be. Because he never gets the ball. Yeah, that's a problem. throw it 50 times yeah, a game. Yeah, that's a problem. That is a problem. Uh, so I think that this year was really a, can, uh, can Trubisky be the future year? Mm-hmm. And I think now they're realizing... No. In no. fact, he's so obviously not the future that we need to stick with him to make sure that he... Uh, we need to stick with him so we can continue to tank. Serious question here. Out of the Bilicek assistance, if you took the Bilicek coaching tree, and I'm speaking specifically to his defensive coordinators because Greg Schiano just got rehired at Rutgers and there's all these stipulations that go to it. Like, he has to boost the athletic fund and, like, his assistants all have to contribute to it. And if they have to raise, like, a certain amount of money for the boosters there. I think he peaked when he was Bill Check's defensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. But if you had the opportunity, if you had your choice, which of Bill Check's defensive coordinators would you want coaching your team? Would you want Shiano, Matt Patricia, or Brian Flores? Because I'm starting to think it's Brian Flores if I had my pick between those three. Did Mike Vrabel ever coach with Bill Belichick? I don't think he was the defensive coordinator. I think he was. <sighs> Otherwise, like I would definitely pick I him. I would definitely pick Vrabel. I have to fact check that. If Vrabel, but out of those three as defensive coordinators. Probably Flores. I would too. I mean, Flores has three wins with this group. <laughs> with this group. And he's shown his creativity with that special team special the other yeah. day against Philadelphia. It was a good one, man. Yeah. And I, with all the things we say about Miami being atrocious, and they are they atrocious, are. man for man, they are so by far the worst team in the league. <laughs> they're, worse than, they're worse than Cincinnati, like man for man. But they have three wins. That's more than the New York Giants. By the way, Vrabel was a defensive coordinator, but that was with Houston. Ah, shucks. So, so he was never Brady's defensive coordinator. Also, history was made on, on Sunday night. Yeah? With Houston beating New England for yes. the first time in franchise history. I made sure to bring that up on Monday. <laughs> you made sure to make fun of me about that? I picked it. Yeah. Oh, I wouldn't make fun of you. Oh, okay. okay. I wouldn't make yeah, fun of you. Yeah, of course not. <laughs> you look at a few other guys here before we go to break as far as who could be a head coach somewhere next year. Mike McCarthy, I think, will have a job again next year. I don't, I don't know think where. he's a head coach. Really? Mm-mm. Why not? Because look at the success that Matt LaFleur is having. I could see... I, well, could, I know, but not in Green Bay. I could, Well, yeah, but I but could But with see. a young quarterback who will listen to him. Because I think he can. I think he has a lot who's to offer like that? Who's somebody like that, then? Young quarterback who will listen to him? I think... Uh, I don't think Kingsbury's going anywhere, but I think Arizona would be a good fit. Or maybe, you know, I don't, I don't know if Kingsbury lasts next year. So maybe. I think Mike McCarthy to Arizona would be just fine. So I, st- I would still put, put a lot of value in his opinion and whatnot, but making him a head coach just doesn't seem right at this point. I, he, he couldn't handle a quarterback. So, like, that's the biggest problem for me is he couldn't handle his star quarterback, which is a problem of personalities. Whereas, like, Mike Tomlin... You can say he couldn't handle Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell, but what did he do? He got rid of them and adapted, and now they're back in the hunt for the AFC playoff picture. But, but could you imagine if Mike McCarthy got rid of Aaron Rodgers? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> it would have never... Aaron Rodgers is Jesus. Well. He's Jesus in that city. I tell you what, I do think that McCarthy will have a head coaching job next year, and I think Cleveland will be the best spot for him. Freddie Kitchens needs to go. That might be go. all right. He, he needs to go. I wouldn't. I don't know if I'd take the New York Jets job anymore. I mean, they picked Adam Gase over you. I would tell them to go kick rocks. I th- I think that there's a lot of good positions for Mike McCarthy as a head coach. I think I'd never thought of Cleveland. I think that that's a good fit. Mm-hmm. But I still think a coordinator spot would be the best opportunity for him. How about a few guys from the college ranks who could go up? You think Urban Meyer, if he wanted it, would have a job next year in yeah. the NFL? Uh, 
Probably. Just because some team's going to be willing to give him the job. Lincoln Riley. Yeah, Lincoln Riley, now, definitely. Yeah. Oh, uh, what's his Peterson from... Chris Peterson yeah. was the one I wanted to bring up. Yeah. I wonder if... The, and I brought this up yesterday, and I have no idea if there's any viability to it. The Panthers want to get a jump on hiring somebody? Fire Ron Rivera one day after Chris Peterson steps down? Smart move. Maybe. Maybe. I, I don't know. Chris Peterson definitely did more with less than about any other coach in college football. Pac-12 guy. Another Pac-12 guy. Um, Christian McCaffrey. Speaking of the Pac-12, good comparison, by the way. Speaking of the Pac-12, we've got a blind resume test coming up on the other side of this break on ESPN-UP. Check out the UP's live and local sports talk show, The Sports Pen. Weekday afternoons at 4 on ESPN-UP and on the ESPN-UP app. Welcome back, Tanner Hoops. John Michael Hoefling with you. Glad you're along. Here's your Sports Center update. Pitcher Cole Hamels is heading to Atlanta. I thought they were going to get shot at Garrett Cole, but instead they or sign... Or Mad Bum. Or Mad Bum. Instead they sign Cole Hamels to a one-year deal, which is... You know, at this point... That's like the, hey, here's a participation trophy. <laughs> he's okay. Not bad. Yeah. But, you know, he's not the big fish. We'll take him. The New Jersey Devils have parted ways with head coach John Hines and named Elaine Nezredine as the interim head coach. And finally, CNN says that there is a shortage of French fries and wine. Okay. Is there a potato famine I don't know about? Maybe. I don't know. I... I, That's a problem. I've been making I've been making way too many potatoes lately. So it's your fault. Maybe <laughs> you twice baked potatoes. Yeah, I heard you. I heard you start using that as a promo. Yeah, it's and then been a good promo. I had one. Um, I had one coworker come up to me and say, "Hey, I heard your promo. Do you have a Pinterest? Because I swear I've seen them on Pinterest." <laughs> and I was like, "No, uh, but thank you. If it sounds like something on Pinterest, that means I'm doing something right." Do you have a Pinterest? I do not. No. Okay. Good. Um, okay. Good. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need you to be one of those people that's Pinteresting your food and what have you. Actually, though, my grandmother does have Pinterest, and she's like one of the top 200 pinners in the world. Really? Yeah. That's like, incredible. Like the queen, I think. The queen of England, I kid you not, follows my grandma on Pinterest. No way. How ridiculous is that? That's that's awesome. So I'm kind of like, wow, that's pretty darn good. That's Have her over for a pin party. That's So your grandma must be like an incredible incredible cook she does a good job i've said well it's not cooking i mean it's like oh. you know just like photos art and design and she's stuff like just that. an incredible artist yeah that's awesome man. i'm just like wow anyway i feel honored she liked one of my tweets <laughs> <laughs> other grandma ah oh, dang it <laughs> my maternal grandmother is not on pinterest excuse me she's not on twitter she's on pinterest okay gotcha i tell you what we have got a blind resume test coming up for you because the college football playoff rankings were released last night Real quick, before we get into the test, do you agree with the rankings? Top four stays the same. Utah's now number five. Yeah, uh, I think that Utah, you know how I feel about Utah in the Pac-12, obviously. I have and a little you bit know of how I feel about Utah. <laughs> yes, I know how you feel about Utah. I do think it's the right four. I just think uh, Utah, if anything, should be the number five team. If something were to change amongst the top, well, we know something will because one and four play each other. Georgia's out if they lose. Is LSU out if they lose? No. 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 What if they get blown out? They no. won't, but what if they do? No. No. No, I'm probably not. Okay. I'm all right with that. Here's this, though, because I want to talk about some of the New Year's Six teams. We know what's going to happen with the top seven teams like that, but there are seven teams with a real shot at the playoff right now. We know what happens with the top four. You have six and seven playing each other. If one of them wins decisively, they'll probably 
you know, they might get in depending what happens. Maybe. And five Utah, you know, they play number thirteen Oregon. They'll have a case if they win. What about everybody else who's fighting for a New Year's Six Bowl? I'm talking about some of the two loss teams. I want to give you this. I want to give you a blind resume test. You got a pad and paper in front yeah, of you because this was got, provided to me by Tanner. Because we got a lot of information here, so I'm going to give you six resumes of ten and two teams. You tell me in what order they should be ranked. All right, resume A: a ten and two team with one win against a top fifteen team, one win against a top twenty team. Those are their best wins. Their two losses: one of them came against a top three team. And one of them came against a top 20 team. Now, I get that there's a lot of variables with that. you got to know what the score was. I know exactly what school this is, too. You do? Well, we'll get to it. (laughs) Don't spoil the surprise. Um, There's a lot of variables, whether that was home or away, what the score was. We are going to factor that in toward the end. Resume B. This team beat three top 25 teams, but nobody in the top 20. Hmm. So three ranked wins, but none of them in the top 20. There are two losses. One of them came to a top five team. One of them came to a top 15 team. And while I give you these rankings, they're based on what happened last night. The rankings as of last night, not what they were at the time of the game. I think I know what school this is, too. Resume C beat nobody in the top 25 this year. There are two losses. One of them came to a top three team. And the other came to a top 15 team. No idea who this is. Resume D. They beat one team in the top 25, but nobody in the top 20. Sorry, repeat that one more time. They beat one team in the top 25, but nobody in the top 20. Okay. Their two losses. One of them came to a top 15 team, and their other loss came to an unranked team. Okay. Resume E. They beat a top 15 team, and they beat two top 20 teams. There are two losses. One of them came to a top three team, and one of them came to an unranked team. And finally, resume F. They beat one top 10 team. They lost to a top 10 team, and they lost to a top 20 team. Okay. All right, you got those six resumes in front of I you. I do. I think I know which I think I know a couple of these, okay? I want to say resume C is Alabama. Well, which one would you rank where is what I'm asking. Then I'll reveal the schools because <laughs> I want to see how much brand factors into this brand okay. bias. Well, uh, okay. <laughs> All right. I'm going to I'm going to go into this as unbiased as I can, okay? Okay. I think I know what A, C and uh, I want to. I think I know. Yeah, what, but I'm asking you to rank them. I, I know. I know. I'm just saying. I think I know what AC and E are. Okay. That's it. That's it. Which of those has the best resume? I like A, obviously. Okay. But knowing the school, the brand is a problem. <laughs> um. <laughs> uh, I like. I like A. I like E. And I like F. Okay. I have a problem with losses to unranked teams. Right. And zero wins against top 25 teams is a problem. Mm-hmm. I also like B a little bit more. I would probably put E at number one. E would be your top ranked team out of these 10 and 2s. E would probably be my number one. They do have one loss to that unranked team, and that sort of sticks out. Mm-hmm. But two wins against top 20 is really legit. 
And uh, one top 15. Yeah, and one top 15 as well. So three ranked wins for you trumps one unranked loss. Yes. Okay. And, well, uh, well, I'm three, not saying you're right or wrong. There are three, just... three solid ranked wins, too, whereas like you take a look like Team B, three wins against top 25, zero wins against top 20. Mm-hmm. The time they do face two tough opponents, they lose both times. Mm-hmm. So I think that that's a problem, too. Top three, yeah, I get that that's a... I get that that's a problem, but LSU and Ohio State have been legendary this time. Mm-hmm. Clemson hasn't played anybody, mm-hmm. so I'm not worrying about that. But So literally, whenever I see one loss against top three, I'm like, all right, they lost LSU or Ohio State. Cause mm-hmm. obviously any it's got to be LSU, Ohio State, or Clemson, right? Yeah, but Clemson hasn't played anybody, so right. obviously no good team would be on this list. Mm-hmm. So I, I get those. If I see a loss to, loss to top threes get thrown out the window for me here. Okay. Thrown out the window entirely. So... Um, continuing on with this, I'd probably go E, A, B, E, A, B, E, A, B, and then there's C, D, and F. Where do I put C, D, and F? We can come back to those, but let me give you the three that you just ranked and the order. Okay, wait, can I guess this? Yes. I think E is... No, that's a three-loss team, so never mind. I don't know who E is. A is Minnesota. A is not Minnesota. A is not Minnesota? A is Penn State. Really? Penn State. Dang, okay. E is Wisconsin. Oh, okay. So Wisconsin, that unranked loss to Illinois. Ah, yes, 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 yes. And then Penn State, and then you said Team B, Notre Dame. Notre Dame, huh? Mm. Mm-hmm, okay. I wish we could have gotten the point spread on each of these. I know, and I know that we got to factor that into it, and um, that'll come in later. But that would have been a problem, too. I didn't want to give away too much. That's true, that's true. I, I, I was wrong on all of these thus far. <laughs> I think Team C... Okay, uh, I would probably next... Next, I would probably go Team... F, uh, team F, Team yeah. C, and Team D. I would go Team D last, probably. So... All right. In that order, it's Minnesota, Alabama, Oregon. I knew it. I, I knew Bama was C. Okay, I because knew Bama no was C. No ranked wins. Yeah, Alabama's like the only two-loss team in the top twenty-five that hasn't beaten a ranked team. Brand man, brand. That's what so, I'm saying. I hate right. brand bias. Put, put the whole list back. E A B E A B F C D. What's that whole list? Uh? Wisconsin, Penn State, Notre Dame, Minnesota, Alabama, Oregon. Minnesota, Alabama, Oregon. Jeez, all right. <laughs> I'm not helping the Pac-12 out much. <laughs> that feels bad. I tell you what, this is the way that they were ranked last night in this order. Wisconsin, you and the committee both agree. Penn State, you and the committee also both agree that they're up there. Um, the committee had Bama maybe next. This, maybe this is what they're doing. Like, I don't know. They had Bama next, followed by Oregon, then Notre Dame, then Minnesota. I didn't throw in Florida in there as far as two lost teams. I think there's probably a bit of, it just in my mind, I think I would put Florida ahead of Wisconsin. Of all the two-win teams, uh, I've heard a lot, the most hype around Florida, probably. Mm-hmm. So I think that they definitely have a chance, more so than some of these teams. At right, least. right, and that's, that's kind of why I left them out of there. And I left Auburn out of there, you know, they're a three-loss team, but I don't know where you'd stick Auburn. Mm-hmm. I thought maybe one of these would be Michigan, and I was like, wait, three-loss team. Three-loss team, yep. But I tell you what, brand bias is... Just a thing because Alabama still in the top fifteen. They're twelfth, which is better because I thought they'd be like ninth or something. But there's no case for them to be a top fifteen team. Mm-mm. There just isn't. There isn't. But like, okay, so that was the one school I knew, right? And mm-hmm. while I was making this, even I at some point went, 
I know what it is, so mm. I want to put them higher. So I, that just goes to show. Yeah. I mean, it's brand bias, and I hate that. You do? <laughs> I hate that. Because, honestly, let's put them up against Notre Dame. Whose resume is better? No idea. Do, you know, do we know who they're, who they're going to play in the bowl game right now? No. Not yet. Not yet. The projection for – actually, I don't know who the projection for Alabama is. For Notre Dame, it's Texas. Okay. Which I don't know. Ten and two against seven and five. I don't get it, but okay. Uh, it's a camping world bowl anyway. No one cares. So <laughs> the thing is, um, Notre Dame's beaten three ranked teams, albeit they're ranked twenty second, twenty third, twenty fourth. Alabama's beaten no one better than seven and five. Um, their losses: Notre Dame's to Georgia and Michigan. Alabama's to LSU and to Auburn. Those are. Fairly comparable as far as losses go. <laughs> Notre Dame's beaten better teams. They have. I mean, what's the argument then for Alabama being ahead of Notre Dame? I'm not just being a fan here. Nick Saban, man. Why is that an argument? It's a, it's an argument, no, man. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. No, it's not. Coaching's a big deal. So? if, if How? This is the whole debate that we've had this entire college football season, right? If it's you just... say the eye test, I'm going to pop you. No, no, no. You know how I feel about the eye test, too. Mm-hmm. We've explained that, but... Mm-hmm. Please don't reach your, please don't reach across here. I mean, it's no, it's just a matter of like we know what they've done. We you take a look at their team on paper. Like people still think the Cleveland Browns are an incredible team, and it's like if they were, they'd be winning more often, mm-hmm. right? So, but the fact is that people still look at that and they go on paper they should be an incredible team. We know what they've done in the past. We know what they're capable of, and we know who their head coach is. So I think that that you know, gives them some extra brownie points, some extra leeway, so to speak. But that shouldn't be taken into account. You can say it shouldn't all you want, but the fact is that maybe, like, it could just be a rough week or two weeks for Alabama in that case. Because Brian Kelly doesn't have as many titles as Nick Saban means that we should discredit what they're doing this year? No, 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 we're not discrediting it. We're just giving a lot of credit to what they've done in the past. But it's like Kyle Whittingham... Has actually well, he's beaten Nick Saban before, but he's hasn't certainly won as many titles as Alabama has. Yet, you know, they're ranked ahead of them as they should be. I just, I can't. I don't think there's an argument as far as coaching. I'm trying to think of a comparison. It's like if the Patriots start every year. The Patriots, well, not this year, but usually the Patriots struggle in September, right? Mm-hmm. That's like a common thing. They struggle in September, and they start out the season like two and two or something like that. Mm-hmm. Still, everybody always has them at the beginning of their power rankings, at the top of their power rankings through those first four games. Mm-hmm. Why? Because we know what they do. We know what they're capable of. Yeah, they have turnover. Yeah, they don't have the same players, but they still have the same coach. They still have the same cog. They still have the same game plan and everything like that. We know what they do. We know what they've done, and we know what they're capable of, so they still get that point. But you can't rank teams because of what they could do. you got to rank them on what they've done. Well, you, at some point you need to reach it. You, at some uh, at some point you need to reach that point. Mm-hmm. But it's like you, we could say the same thing with UCF a couple of years ago, where they dominated every single game they played. They made it to a bowl game, won that against a storied program, LSU. I think that was Auburn. Auburn they lost yeah. to LSU. The LSU following that year. was okay. Yeah. So at some point, w- at what point do you do the other thing where you take a team that's been bad all this time and give them that much credit? It's way easier to see. Hey, this team was storied. And all of a sudden, it's it's way easier to go. This team was storied. They're not good. Um, they're still good. So how many like? Um, but isn't that brand bias? That is like Miami, the University of Miami, Ohio, obviously, was dominant in college football for how long? And Nebraska was a big thing too. Mm-hmm. They're not anymore. So how many years did that take? 
Um, for us to just totally eliminate them from being football powerhouses. Um, depends. Depends, I guess, each how far they fell. Like, USC is still a thing. USC is still a thing in college football. Kind of. Kind of, but enough. <laughs> they always start the year off ranked. And by the way, I think uh, that, was, that was like a... I'm not sure who made that prediction for the most disappointing team in the Pac-12. But it was like... USC or something like that. Anyway, by that the way, going. they're retaining Clay Hilton. <sighs> Hilarious. I, I love it. That's that's great. I'm here for it. That's rich. Mm. That's the word. Love it. I tell you what, we got to take a timeout. When we come back, we got some more college sports we want to talk about. Football, basketball, plus the controversial ending last night in Texas. Next on ESPN-UP. Check out the UP's live and local sports talk show, The Sports Pen. Weekday afternoons at 4 on ESPN-UP and on the ESPN-UP app. If you missed any of today's show, get caught up on demand. Get our free mobile app from the Apple iStore or Google Play or check out ESPNUP.com and get the on-demand there. Tanner Hoops, John Michael Hoefling with you. Glad you're along. I'll talk a little more college sports last night. The Big Ten ACC Challenge continued. It's fun for me because, you know, I'm a fan of an ACC team. I don't know if the Pac-12 does anything. You don't even like Pac-12 basketball anyway. Nobody likes Pac-12 basketball. <laughs> I was having this debate with one of my coworkers yesterday. Was Which is the worst basketball conference, Pac-12 or SEC? Pac-12. I, I argued Pac-12. He argued SEC. But they have Kentucky. Yeah, Kentucky is enough, right? He argued that Arizona, Arizona State, and Oregon usually get in. No. Well, I mean, they do, but they're not enough to argue. I mean, Florida's... Pretty good this Florida's year. Florida's all right. Then South Carolina's had their tournament runs. There's other teams too. Auburn, like mm-hmm. Auburn, had a pretty good year last year and yep. stuff like that. That was my argument. He said, I, he his biggest like counteract was, well, I feel like three spots are reserved for the Pac-12. I feel like there's always going to be at least three schools in the Pac-12, and I never feel like I see anybody in the SEC succeed except Kentucky. Really, that's a hot take. That's what he said. How about LSU last year? Weren't they at That was season? another team, yeah. yeah. Will LSU Wade, American Gangster. But that's funny. I had Yale beating LSU in that first round. <laughs> I did, too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I tell you what, the Big Ten ACC Challenge did continue last night. We had a chance, realistically, at uh, number one in the country going down for the fourth time this year. They didn't. Juwan Howard suffers his first loss as head coach in Michigan. Louisville, 58-43 winners. A defensive battle. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I've seen defense like that at Louisville, and... Maybe my whole lifetime. That's a really good sign for Louisville. Mm-hmm. Defensive teams always do well in the tournament. They, they might not to. win it. They may not win it, but like, look at what Texas Tech did last mm-hmm. year. Nobody gave Texas Tech credit because they couldn't score on offense. And guess what? They just did it with defense. Michigan has scored seventy points in every single game this year, mm-hmm. except last night. Forty-three. Forty-three. That's a problem. Credit Chris Mack. That yeah. defensive game plan. That was awesome. That was a home run hire, by the way. How far do you think they fall from a fifteen-point loss to the number one seed? Oh, they won't fall that far, especially if they can pick up a win later this week. They'll probably, I'd say, 6-7. Six, six. That's six. about where I think yeah. Michigan will be ranked next week. Sparty, it was just a tough night for them. And from, they had that highly anticipated rematch of the Elite Eight last year with Duke. And you know what? Sparty is one of those teams that I really believe they've got all the talent to be able to make a deep run. There's just been a few games this year where they just haven't brought it they didn't play well against kentucky in their opener yet they you know hung around last night they were just beat from the get-go and i don't think that's reflective of the team as a whole but at some point you gotta get a little concerned that sparty's not getting up for the big game didn't we just have this debate (laughs) with football is how good is the team on paper and how long before we say hey maybe we drop them a little farther than normal okay i'm not saying alabama would not beat utah 
but Utah absolutely needs to be ranked higher than Bama. So then what would be the Michigan State equivalent? I'm not saying that Michigan State needs to be ranked up there like among the greats. They're not going to with three losses. They're going to drop quite a bit as they should. I just I still believe that they're a team that can make a deep run. I still believe that they're a talented team that can make a deep run. I agree. Um, in fact, this has been like another trend in recent history with the March Madness tournament is teams that were projected to do really well that have the really good, uh, really good core and we know what they are capable of tend to do really well in the tournament after not good seasons. There was UConn a couple of years ago, Nevada a couple of years ago, and then mm-hmm. Nevada really did not do well last year, losing in the first round. But mm-hmm. that's another thing. So I think Michigan State might not do the best this regular season, but if they make it in as a 7-8 seed, I, I'd, I'd watch out. Oh, yeah, you don't want to play them no. if you get them as like a 7-8 seed, something like that. They've got all the talent, but they're undersized, and they just haven't... I don't know. They They... They don't know what the identity of this team is yet. Thankfully, they've got all the talent, albeit they're undersized, and they have got as good a coaching as you'll find in college basketball, and they have plenty of time to figure it out. Sparty mm-hmm. should not be worried uh, on this 5-3 and three start. I think they should be worried. I think any sort of slow start warrants a little bit of okay, worry. Okay, fine. But I think, like you said, they're going to figure it out. Big picture, they shouldn't be worried because the talent is there, the coaching is there, they've got plenty of time to figure out who they are. Yeah. That's just what they're missing right now. I agree now. with you on that one. How about what happened last night in Texas? James Harden, did you see that, where he dunks the basketball. It somehow, I don't know, gravity, logic, physics, whatever, <laughs> defies all that, and it comes back up through the cylinder, which made the officials say it didn't count. They had a review, and apparently when Houston tried to challenge, they were arguing with the refs and missed their 30-second challenge window, so they lost out on those two points. Well, the game ends up going to overtime, and they lose in double overtime. Hey, uh, the New Orleans Saints would like a phone call, please. Yes, because here's the thing. Last night, the NBA said that we are considering replaying the final 750 of that game or awarding the win to Houston. I'm like, are you kidding we're just we're just going to award okay. a win Houston, to a team in Houston, pro sports. Houston already gets way too many breaks in the first place. Okay, <laughs> I can pull up the statistic for you. You think that James Harden gets way more calls than anybody else, right? Everybody's like, "Oh, you think that's the case, right?" But nobody's ever like, "All right, but it's not like a problem. It's a problem." <laughs> like, you, if you take a look at the full statistics, it, I, I want to pull this up. I don't know how long it would, which is why I'm not doing it mm-hmm. right now, but. That, it's a problem. When I saw the numbers, I was astonished. I'll post this on Twitter later when I get the actual stats up. But yes, it is a it's a bad thing. And now you're just going to give them a win. You're going to feed them a win. No, that's ridiculous. Stop. Cut it out. Well, and here's the thing: the refs did miss that call. It wasn't a judgment call. It was just the refs changing the outcome of a play. And I get it. You know, it's human error, what have you. Because the ball really looked like it. It didn't even go through the cylinder. If you'll see it on replay. But the thing is, they blew a 22-point lead after that. I mean, the refs didn't cause them to blow a 22-point lead in the fourth quarter. And not just that. I think that that's a lesson to the players is stop arguing, do the challenge, keep a calm head, and just make the challenge, and then it'll it'll be your points. <laughs> that's, that's all you had to do, but instead you blow 30 seconds to, to, to do that challenge. That's another problem. I tell you what, I love the NBA. 
I do. I love all sports leagues right now because mm-hmm. there's so much fun. There's so much drama going on within everything. I know everyone says they hate drama. And then they there's don't. Major League Baseball. Then there's MLB. There's not really drama going on with the MLB, is there? No, but there's uh, tender season. We're in day three of yeah. tender season. We see yeah. who's going to be a free agent. It's a pretty good one. Tell. I mean, yeah. The Atlanta Braves are making moves. Yeah, Phillies Cincinnati Reds. Phillies haven't done anything. Giants going after Nick Castellanos, which I really dislike. Yeah. But what? He, he can't defend, man. Well, he... That's true. You do play in the National League where, for whatever reason, you refuse a DH. But he looked pretty good in Chicago. And also, keep in mind that AT&T Park is one of the biggest parks in America. Mm-hmm. You're going to stick him in right field, that big right field with triples alley? <laughs> he used to be a third baseman. You think you could move him to first base? I mean, if the Giants get rid of Belt, which yeah. is a thing that they're it considering It is a possibility, right now, yeah. yeah. You can probably do that. You can move Evan Longoria to first base, probably. I wonder, you know, and this was brought up uh, a few days ago by somebody on Twitter... The Twins are considering a package for Brandon Belt and Mad Bum. I, I, I think that that could work. I'd be okay with that. Yeah. I wonder what they'd send back. Well, they don't have Crone anymore, right? Nope, and that's why I wonder if that opens the door, or if that means they're moving Miguel Sano to first base and they're going after a third baseman. Mm. That's what I'm speculating on. Unfortunately, we're out of time for the day. Appreciate you, my man. As always, what do you have coming up at ABC 10? I feel like I said this at the beginning of the show. You did, but, but let's <laughs> recap. We got the Phil Ballou feature, which is coming out in two weeks. It's going to be a real good one there. I'm looking forward to it. We also got our eSports uh, feature coming out later today. There's a couple good things to look forward to. Also, Andre Drummond is the most underrated player in the NBA, and I'll explain why next week. All right. Check out Michael's Monday Minute whenever that comes out. Probably not on Monday. Probably not. <laughs> it's usually Wednesday or Tuesday. That's it for us. I'm back on tomorrow, same time and place, 4 Eastern, 3 Central. For John Michael Hoefling, I'm Tanner Hoops. Thanks for listening to ESPN-UP, WZM, Ishba Marquette.